It is the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time once again to head on over to the World News Center for a visit with Bill McCormick. Bill, good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. It's uh, gorgeous out my window right now. A little bit of flurries, but nothing to, nothing to make me sad. It is sunny and sparkling and delightful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, first of all, I guess, you know, we want to send out a rest in peace to uh, Meatloaf. Um, interesting cat. Uh, in the 90s, I had a friend who worked with him and Ted Nugent on uh, doing tours and promotions. And uh-huh. so our paths crossed quite a bit back in those days. And um, he was an interesting dude. Certainly a man of his own opinions. Absolutely. Held if, <laughs> well, and I mean, I, held if not supported, you know? I think Meat and uh, Jim Steinman, boy, what a team to bring that, you know, Broadway musical showbiz flair to rock and roll, and and I think the work speaks for itself. Yeah, it was a funny story. Uh, it was 2002. I was in uh, Cannes, France, uh, for a convention. Right. Turned a corner and <laughs> and turned a corner and literally stepped on Jim Steinman. <laughs> is he? Is, well, now now you're what six three, six four, six five, six five, and Jim Steinman is is smaller. Uh, like five three, five four. Yeah. Oh, okay. But what a songwriter. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and thank God he had a good sense of humor and didn't call a cop <laughs> something or anything. Well, so there's your brush with greatness of Jim Steinman. I almost stepped on him. I was going to say I saw Meatloaf at a celebrity softball game. So there's there's my only interaction. Well, it seems like, you know, one degree of separation. We're, we're almost there. We're oh, almost. absolutely. We're, we're basically best friends. Yep, yep. Getting Christmas cards. They're, they're, they're just lost in the mail at the moment. Sure. <laughs> So this week, um, New York Magazine did something that was baffling to anyone who was paying any attention to anything. Oh, the cartoon? They decided, oh, yeah, they decided I'm, I'm thinking the New York, is it the New Yorker or New York Magazine? New York Magazine. Okay, two separate things. Okay. Yes. Um, they decided to give Josh Whedon a chance to speak about all the stuff that uh, he's been accused of. And he's been accused of a lot. So he yeah, to tell his side of the story. Okay. And whoever, whoever his publicist is clearly didn't read this before it went to print. Uh-oh. Because there's no way this makes him look good. Um, they just let him talk himself into, was this like gotcha journalism, or they're just asking him straightforward questions and he just dug himself into it? Uh, this, this is pretty much like, how was your day going? And then he unfortunately responded. Okay, great. Um, uh, he, he said he never really called Charisma Carpenter fat. He just fired her because she got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't it, think it that's uh, that's that's not legal, is it? I guess showbiz anything really, no. goes, but but still, yeah, okay. And he doesn't have a problem with people of color because those people are people he's worked with before. He's hired. He he didn't really say those people, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, this is when you're. This is when your publicist steps in and says, we're, we're going to reschedule this. He He's a little dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. He needs to get his blood sugar up or something. Whatever. He's, and they uh, probably did. You're right. They probably gave him the courtesy of like, hey, can can you look this over? Or at least can we fact check this? And and the publicist signed off on it. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I was obviously I was not privy to all of it. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Charisma Carpenter actually says uh, when she was pregnant, Whedon took her into a private room and said, are you going to keep it? Whoa! 
Is that and in the is that in the article? No, that's what she says. That's not in the article. That's what she says. Oh that's, that's what she says. man! He's supposed to respond to it, and he said, "Well, I never really called her fat," which is like not the issue here, Junior. <laughs> man, that is that yeah. is that's just sick. What is wrong with you? What what a thing to ask someone. I, I don't even know where to begin with it. And we, the one thing we didn't admit it, and he's one of those. I'm sorry you were offended kind of apologies. Right, right. I was young. I yelled, and sometimes you had to yell. This was a young cast, and it was easy for everything to turn into a cocktail party. I was young. How old was he when this happened? Uh, 32. Okay. Well, that's like when... uh, And he'd been in the industry for a while. That was like George Bush, you know, had a... Oh, it's one of my youthful indiscretions. You were 37. Yeah. I remember being 37. I felt young. Yeah, sure. You're young, but that doesn't give you the excuse to act like a complete misogynistic, narcissistic jerk. I love that that's the excuse. Ah, you know, I made mistakes. That's not a mistake, dude. That's a a personality problem. Yeah, it. um, I mean, Ray Fisher has found himself back into this. He got drawn into it uh, because several of the people responding to uh, Whedon online used the hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. Mm-hmm. So he jumped in, Fisher jumped back in with I stand with Char- uh, Charisma Carpenter. Uh, and they're all bringing it up. And one person I thought, one person said it the past, he said, you know, Hollywood, most of this stuff gets dealt with behind the scenes. If someone becomes a problem, they just kind of get eased out the door. They don't mm-hmm. get more work, you know? Right. You just don't cast um, them. No, you don't hire them anymore. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, that guy says he goes. Gal Gadot actually went to Human Resources. What does it take for that? And then, uh, and, and his response to Gal Gadot is, "Oh, her problem is that English isn't her first language." <sighs> wow. Like, okay. Yeah, it isn't. Boy, uh, you're you're really you helping Google? yourself here, dude. This really is 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 uh, totally remaking your image. This this is rescuing your reputation with a stellar interview like this. Oh yeah. Uh, and as several people pointed out, Gal Gadot speaks uh, Hebrew, French, Italian, Spanish, and English. Yeah, um, and she and she can tell an insult in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but man, running to eight—you know—you're in a problem situation when you've got your actors running to HR. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just amazing to me, and it's like the stuff he says now is. I can't imagine anyone going, oh, yeah, we want this guy on set. Let him, let's let him run something. That's just never going to happen again. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, Ray Fisher, one of those people, uh, certainly was offended by the whole thing. Gal Gadot is just kind of like, oh, go away. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I mean, Jason he Lamoille can. I had something to say about it as well. He can do independent productions. I just don't know who would want to work with them, although people still want to work with Woody Allen. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, right now, he's lost. He had like four projects that were all pending when this all blew up, mm-hmm. and he's lost all four of them. Um, maybe someday, you know, years from now, people will go, yeah, maybe it's another chance or something. But, uh, yeah, he, the thing that got me is like if you, go, if you go through the whole thing, and I don't recommend you do that because it's kind of draining. Okay. But every single, every single thing he was accused of doing, he didn't respond to the accusation, he responded by insulting the person who accused him. Yeah. Every single one of them he insulted. 
And it's like, that gets old after a while. And it's like, you're not, you're not addressing anything. You certainly haven't apologized for anything. Um, you're neither admitting nor denying that you did this stuff except for the, <laughs> are you keeping it line? Well, I mean, it comes from the top down. We just had four years of a president who responded to any sort of thing by insulting the person asking the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Josh Whedon is definitely in that uh, camp Yeah, of how he deals with but but you're like absolutely right. The whole "I'm sorry if you were offended" non-apology that drives me insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. You're not owning up to it. You're just saying it's basically like, "Oh, sorry if you can't take it." Oh, you're so timid, Snowflake. You were offended in, in no way admitting that. You know, maybe you you were the jerk. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, I could go on and on here, but the, basically, the New York Magazine article is just. It's insane. It's like he, he, every single thing that they brought up, and they were trying. You can tell they were trying to give him an out here. This was supposed to rehabilitate his image. This was supposed to make him look more sympathetic in the eyes of others. And every single chance he got to be to do that, he misses by a country mile. Um, he's not insulting people or belittling them or both. Yeah, uh, he's talking about like i made money well yes lots of people have made money that you know that doesn't justify everything and i believe it was uh, woody allen responding to that and he has said something like to a question he's like well as any dim-witted simpleton could figure out and then went with his explanation i'm like okay that's a good start <laughs> you dim-witted simpleton yeah. oh well let's let's move on let's let's move on okay um, Matt Reeves, his new take on the Batman is going to open in theaters March 4th. Yeah, now and I heard this is the longest Batman movie ever. This is the longest comic book movie ever. Really? Other than um, only Avengers Endgame and Zack Snyder's Justice League run longer. This thing is uh, two hours and 47 minutes without credit. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, um... The longest Batman film ever made, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Rises, was 165 minutes. And in this one, Batman mm-hmm. faces his arch enemy, the Time Waster. <laughs> yeah, it's um. But you know now, know. now I mean, Chris Nolan is going to re-edit his Batman and add 12 minutes, so you know it's 177 minutes long. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I do know at least one thing that um, what they're putting on the screen. When they were first promoting this, they looked like they had a rogues gallery of villains. It looked like there was going to be like nine villains that Batman was going to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I talked about that at the time. That just, that's just too much, you know. You're not going to get any stories on anything. It's just going to be crowding people out. And, Here they are. Look at him. Look at that. Oh, there she is. One of them sexy. Yay. And, you know, just no, no substance to it at all. Uh, they really trimmed down the cast. And... Uh, a couple of people I've talked to behind the scenes say that this is actually a really cool movie, that it's very different. It's very much him, Batman, becoming becoming Batman. Oh, oh, oh my God, is it another origin story? Yes. Because <sighs> you don't Come have enough of those. On. And then you have to you have to work in the origin story of the villia, of victims, the villains. And the villains. Everybody. Yep. So this hasn't already been done with with Michael Keaton and George Clooney and Ben Affleck, and now we got Robert Pattinson doing the same movie. 
Christian Bale, mm-hmm. not to mention. Yeah, I can't forget about him. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's it's another origin story. It looks like it's going to be pretty cool. People who've seen it said it's it's very cool. It's just everyone's kind of wondering why do we need this movie? That um, that was my question. Yeah. You know, it isn't like they're making a bad movie or a good movie or anything. It's just why does it exist? Now, if they would do, like, Batman Beyond and make that into a live-action film, I would find that more interesting, that, you know, Bruce Wayne is mentoring, like, a new new generation of Batman. That's a story that, that love, could be told. I would love that. I would love that, and I'm, the new Batgirl looks like it's going to be interesting because it's uh, not... It's taking more from the comic book side and living on that edge. And certainly the costume and everything is very comic book authentic. Um modern era comics authentic mm-hmm. uh you know the batwoman show on, on the cw um has a whole completely different take on it and doesn't even need a batman to make it work and it's uh that show's got rabid followers people really love that show <laughs> why have not we haven't we had a a robin standalone movie or even like a nightwing and then nightwing is mentoring the the new robin yeah they've got Excuse me. They've got the Teen Titans or Titans on uh, cable TV. Yeah, and uh, I, that is a couple of people have said there's no way to take that out of the universe they built, um, and I, I can see why. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's a very detailed show, and it's um, a lot more mature than you would normally expect for something called Titans. Mm-hmm. The Teen Titans with Robin and everybody in it. Um, it's a dark show, and it's very interesting. And But it's definitely, if you start watching it, you will get addicted to it. It's a really well-done show. And uh, they don't even introduce Batman until, like, way into the show. He's, he's an afterthought to this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he does not get an origin story. He's just this old dude. He used, used to walk around in a cape and a cowl. Because, you know, he, Robin's always portrayed, and, and especially gets a bad rap from the 60s Batman, as, you know, just kind of a... A caricature, but if you look, go back to the history uh, of Robin, the guy's disturbed. He has some serious tragedy in his life that he still hasn't, you know, reconciled with himself. No, he, uh, he, he, he's got a bad, all of his skeletons are in a Congo line behind him, and, uh, yeah, they are not letting him be happy. Now, so, that would be a great movie. It could be like a, a psychological thriller. I agree. And, you know, and all of the Robins are, you know, certainly interesting. There's a new comic out that's literally called The Robin, and it just starts with Dick Grayson and goes through every one of them, boys, girls, and man, woman, children, whatever. Yeah, there They're you go. They're all together in this comic. It's really interesting. So why don't we have that instead of another Batman movie that has to tell me the same story again in two hours and 56 minutes? <laughs> I don't wait know. A, wait I, a minute. Wait know, a minute. Do we find out his parents are killed outside of a movie theater? Yeah, I think they're going to find that out this time. Okay. Well, yeah, good. You know, I'd hate to not know it. that I again. Know why, <sighs> I don't know why this movie's getting made. Um, you know, I mean, they're making the black Superman, but they finally realize that making him call out after Clark Kent doesn't really work when there's already a character, Jorzo, that is a black Superman, and that character exists in the comic book universe. And start with him. 
See, okay, you that's know, because cool, that's going to be a very different origin story. That's going to be a very different story than what you're used to for Superman. If they just pick up the phone and call either of us, we could come up with with, with a better idea. I'm not saying I could write a script. I can't. I've never written a screenplay. I've written a one act play that was horrible. But you know, you want a story. You and I can write a story. Right, and you know, and I have written screenplays. Um, okay, then. And I even sold a couple. Um, so. Yeah, I'd be willing to take a shot at it, but you're right. There are so many other stories out there to be told that would be much, I think, much more interesting than this. This is this is just low hanging fruit. Oh, look, another Batman movie, Batman. I get it. It's a brand name, and people recognize it, and you can sell toys, and it has its built-in draw, but uh, maybe that's fine for even a casual audience has to be, all right, enough already. I don't need to see this Batman, and your hardcore Batman fans are like, really? Yeah, but, I, I consider myself more of a hardcore Batman fan. In fact, uh, I own three Batman T-shirts. Okay, well, um, well so there you go. One is, yeah, one is never enough. Uh, and I've just been questioning why this movie exists in the first place. Nothing against James Patterson or Matt Reeves or any of the people who are involved in this. Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, not James Patterson, yeah. the author. Right, sorry. Um, yeah, Although I would, I would watch there. James Patterson as Batman in a second. That would be interesting. <laughs> and on that note, uh, Bill, we are out of time. We'll talk about, uh, you know, ideas for further Batman movies next time. I want to send everybody over to worldnewscenter.org, billmcsci-fi.com, at billmcsci-fi, at Big Up Wake Up Call, at Big Wake Up Call. And uh, please subscribe and download the all-new Big Wake Up Call podcast with Ryan Gatenby. You can hear this. If you're listening to this right now, you're listening on live, and then you're listening on the podcast. It's fascinating. Bill, thank you as always, and uh, we will talk next time. All right. Have a great day. Bye.